Good morning to you. Dave Ellswick back in the chair here in uh, Little Rock on 101.1 FM, The Answer. I've been on vacation, got back uh, over the weekend. Glad to be back. Glad to be back on the air. Artie Hopper is here. Good morning. Paul Calvert is here. Uh, my uh, small uh, power panel that we have on, and then we have somebody from time to time uh, join us uh, here on the air, so it's good to be back, guys. Glad that you're back. You enjoy your two weeks off. Yeah. You bet. Sorry, we're, I had to cut your pay back. Yeah, we're missing we're missing <laughs> our pay, but you know. yeah, we're already getting paid all we're worth. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're priceless. That's have that, that's that all done. I while I was away, I was I spent I got a lot of time that I could spend um, uh, thinking and considering things. And what did I want to talk about when I got back? I will tell you this. Number one, thank you for all the emails and all of the uh, texts that people sent me. The weather was fantastic where I was at. There wasn't one drop of rain the whole time I was there. Ian went down across the south, a little bit south of the middle of the state. It just missed Tampa by about uh, 20 or 30 miles and down into the uh, area down in that, that part of the state. So south of Tampa. Then. Yeah, south of Tampa. Uh, which is a beautiful city. I was there a few years back when Romney had his, uh, of course, convention there for the Republican Party. And uh, it's a very nice city, so I'm glad that they were spared. But I wish they all could have been spared. I wish they could have gotten that uh, that hurricane to to take a real big left turn and, and, and miss Florida completely. It did not. It was almost a five when it came on shore. And believe me, I saw all the information about that storm that you could ever hope to see. It was 24-7 where we were at. Uh, We knew about two days before it made landfall. We were watching to see it it had been kind of going up towards uh, the Jacksonville area, which is on the east side of the state, but it was sliding up to the north. It was moving northeasterly, looked like it was going to go across the state and hit Jacksonville head-on, and instead ended up coming down below the middle of the state. It took a big left uh, before it got to the to uh, to Florida, but it affected the coast up and down uh, the finger that sticks down into the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean. So it really did a lot of damage. If you can afford a few dollars and can give it to some of the relief efforts that are going on down there, they could use it. Uh, There's going to be a lot. If you're in construction, I'm just saying, (laughs) if you're in construction, someplace you might want to look about, if you're looking for a job, might be someplace that you might be looking at because they're going to have a lot of construction going on down in uh, in that area but uh, where i was at blue sky every day Mm. i mean i i couldn't have asked for much better weather other than 
the day that the uh, the day before the day of and the day after that the hurricane came across the state lots of wind i mean we we had a uh uh, an average wind speed of about 30 miles an hour. Mm. So the wind was blowing pretty good. We had some gusts of 50. Uh, and and we didn't. We stayed kind of in the room on the, the day that the storm came by because that wind, you know, it gets up 50 miles an hour. That's kind of... That'll blow the sand. That's blowing a little... Yeah, it's like getting... If you're on the beach, you're getting sandblasted. I'm just mm. telling you, you're not very comfortable at all. But the, the sun was out the whole time. Yeah. The temperature was in the mid to upper 80s every day. Felt like it was a lower 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I understand that's kind of the way it was here, although you had a couple of days that it was a little chilly in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, people down there were freezing because it was like 74 degrees in the morning. They thought it was cold. <laughs> it's cold down here. So anyway, we, we, we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. I uh, was hoping that... While we were there, we'd be able to help the uh, uh, the Hogs win a ball game, but sure didn't help that well, they you, lost to Texas A&M. They gave that game to Texas you, A&M. You left, you left the state and the state fell They apart. stank it up there against uh, Texas A&M. And then I thought they were going to pull it out against Alabama. I thought of all teams that they're going to come back and they're going to win, after they played that third quarter, I thought, man, we're in this ball game now. And what happens to defense – Gives up three seventy-yard runs. Wow! Yeah. I tell you, I think that Pittman's got some work to do. Not, not so much on the talent that he has on that team. Desire on that team. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing the same desire I saw last year uh, from the Razorbacks. They're giving up too easy. Uh, I think that they're not going into the games with the same kind of best way to put it intestinal fortitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that we saw last year. And um, I don't know what the rest of whether they play BYU this weekend, I guess. they got to go out there and play. That won't be an easy game. So we'll see what happens. But uh, ah, next repeating what happened last year is going to be awful difficult. just is. I thought they would be better than last year. What I'm seeing right now, they're not better than they were uh, last year. So anyway, that's my thoughts about that. Got some other thoughts for you as well. I want to talk to you who are believers today. It's important for me to tell you. Uh, I got a message for you that I want to share with you. Uh, I've been looking at all this stuff that's going on in our school systems, and it's up to us to stop it. I'm going to tell you right now. It's up to us to stop it. We'll talk about that here today. Uh, There's a a lot of other things that are going on that we're going to want to talk about as well. Uh, Murder capital of the world, basically. (laughs) New Orleans is that, okay? (laughs) But uh, i got to tell you what. Little Rock is not really all that far behind. Central Arkansas is not all that far behind. Little Rock, Pine Bluff, and now Conway. Had two killings over the weekend. Had two killings over the weekend. I'm just in Memphis, uh, uh, West Memphis. Memphis. I'm just telling you, if you want to stop this, if we want to stop this, you got to get these these blue cities turned red. If you want to change it, that's what's got to happen. The man who's the mayor in Little Rock has got to go. He's got to go. I mean, he's. He's dancing around saying it's the culture. No, it's not the culture. All right? It's a lack of law enforcement. It's not getting behind your police and doing the things that you need to do. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Hope you enjoyed all the fill-ins that we had. We had some really good people. Nick Horton did a fantastic job, I hear. I heard 
Ed Monk did a great job. Came in for three hours and talked guns. Everybody loved mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, Robert Steinbach, of course, on Fridays. You had Alan Kerr come in on one week, uh, one uh, Monday, do his gig. Uh, you had also Ken Yang come in do a couple of shows, and uh, uh, who we have here? Uh, Ryan Norris came in and did some shows. Did some good stuff. A lot of good. A lot of good people on. We know a lot of good people here on the show. We do. Hey, by the way, on uh, Friday, let me just give you a heads up about this. If you read the Fox News uh, uh, website, you know about Blanco, the political cartoonist. Everybody loves that guy. They, they'll love this guy. He'll be on with me at 9.06 in the morning on Friday. He'll be joining us. I understand he lives in Mississippi. We'll talk to him and see what's going on as far as that's all concerned. But right now we're going to take a break. Got about 14 minutes after 6 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about ICU protection, what they can do. They just sent me uh, a note uh, yesterday uh, wanting to make sure that I knew who was on my site and was able to see what was going on around my house on my, my cameras and things of that nature. And uh, it says, we have you down just for two people, you and uh, and the missus. And that was exactly right. Nobody else uh, has access to my account there. But they wanted me to make sure that that's uh, the way that was supposed to, supposed to be. And that is exactly the way it's supposed to be. Look, you can get the uh, all, all of the things that you need, the door and the window, Uh, sensors you can get the motion detection you can get indoor and outdoor cameras i've got two now at my uh my uh, house got one on my on my doorbell won't tell you where the other one is but i can see it if you come to my house just let you know and billy mack and his people have done a fantastic job i i feel a lot more comfortable in my house I've been paying attention to how much has been going on, the, the break-ins that have been going on, uh, and it's, it's affected Cabot as well. So, uh, you know, you come into any through any door, any window in my house, you're going to be uh, welcomed with a lot of noise, and uh, a lot of people are going to know you're there immediately. I'll know you're there. The police will know you're there. ICU is going to know you're there. Uh, and I will uh, predict that you will be caught, just to let you know. And you can uh, have the same kind of peace of mind that I have by just calling Billy Mack and ICU Protection. Give them a call, 501-205-1333, 501-205-1333. And remember, they are the protection agency that you pay for the service, but you don't pay for any of the hardware. That's ICU Protection. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah, it's me, Dave Ellswick. I am back on the air, just so you'll know. I'm not doing the show from Florida. That might be something to think about in the the future, but no. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm I'm here in the studio with R.D. Hooper. Hopper. I I went back to call you Hooper again. (laughs) I haven't called you Hooper in two years. All right, R.D. Hopper is here along with Paul Calvert. And good to have both of them in the studio as well. And they're good. They're they're happy to be back as well. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. Let's uh, kind of do that here uh, during this first hour. R.D., you sent me a, a story. I have to tell you, I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to take a look at it. it has something to do with the governor. What's going on? Oh, 
Well, I just uh, it was an article the governor uh, uh, Fox News had him on to talk about. You know all. The, when when did all, they have him on? Let's see. This it was this weekend. It okay. was this weekend. Was yesterday. Let me let me pull it up here. On I'll the have to pull it up shows see, or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it says it, Arkansas is it's why Arkansas is October the ninth. October the ninth. Why Arkansas okay. is one of the most pro-business states in the country. Well, okay. So. Uh, so anyway, they were just having him on there, and and basically it looked like a, a presidential run speech to me about all the taxes that he reduced in Arkansas and how he's made Arkansas pro business. He hasn't, hasn't said he's running, but everybody assumes that he will be up in in Iowa doing his thing, trying to get the nomination. Well. You know, in our opinion, it looked like he's been running for the last eight years as far as, you know, trying to cater to both sides of the fence as far as the left and the right. In our opinion, he he straddles the fence more often than he goes one direction or the other. So the article mentions um, he was on uh, Join Sunday Night in America to discuss his track record of getting things done in the state, including tax cuts and improving the education system. Yes, it does almost sound like a, a little bit of a presidential advertisement sort of thing. But buddy, re- a buddy of mine, Lars Larson, who I speak to on the air from time to time, who is a conservative talk show host out in Portland, Oregon, uh, is going he, – he sent me over the weekend, he sent me a, a text, and he says, hey, I'm having your governor on my show. And uh, I made sure he knew that uh, I knew you, and I wrote back and said, you might not have wanted to tell him that. <laughs> well, <laughs> so anyway. You know – We've done some good things, but you just have to balance it out with how much have we grown government and how many areas have we shrank and how many areas have we grown. We've seen gun bills that's come into the state capitol that look like excellent gun rights bills that's got gutted before they get across the floor. And part of the problem with that is that part of his administration, specifically the Arkansas State Police, has actively lobbied against our gun rights. It's like it's and it's, he he could put a stop to that but he's chosen not to for whatever reason. But they're a they're a hardcore um, anti gun rights organization and they lobby in their official capacity. And other and other organizations do as well. You know, we had the Arkansas Sovereignty Bill to where it was a real good bill that said that, you know, if the federal government comes in and tries to take anybody's guns away from them that the, yeah, the state and county like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, state and county will not participate in it and and you know, it got gutted and watered down to where it came up something that looks good in the Arkansas Democrat, but actually you know, has no backbone and does nothing. All right. So. For everybody who's wondering, you know, we're talking politics now. We're moving right into it. And then that's what this show talk, talks a lot about. Uh, first day of early voting is 24th of this month. So uh, we're going to start having a lot of the candidates on and speaking to them. If you're a candidate, you want to be on the Dave Ellswick show, all you got to do is uh, get a hold of me, Dave at SalemLR.com. Let me give you that email again, Dave at SalemLR.com. Uh, doesn't matter if you're Republican, uh, whether you're a Libertarian or you're Democrat. Uh, we'll get if you ask to be on, I'll have you on. All right, we'll let you get on here and have your say. If Chris Jones wants to come on, he's welcome to come on. We had him on when he signed up and said he was going to run. You know, we had him on the show. I'll be happy to have him uh, come in and and talk to us now. Uh, Now, is he basically bellying up a typical national Democrat run? Yes. 
Exactly. You you listen to what he has to say. He parrots exactly what you hear out of Washington. That's what what you're hearing from the guy. So he's, he doesn't come across too much of a, as a conservative Democrat. He's probably going to be more of a mainstream. Yeah, I'm, well, I hear more mainstream from him than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Just to be honest, because I mean, mainstream Democrat, I think is is. is bound to lose in Arkansas. It's not a winning strategy. <laughs> you know, looking to the future, I sent you guys uh, an article from Condiment for Action on education must be top choice for oh, 2023. I agree with this. That was the best article. I mean, Condiment does some good job putting out information that no one else will touch, but that a conduit article about education being top choice in 2023. That's the best article that I've seen conduit put out. Is that uh, they, do they have the author on there? Who Let's is the see, writer? Uh, no, I don't see the author on it. I really don't see. We'll the find author out. On I'll it, give them we'll a call. Find out. We'll see if we can't get but, them on. Uh, but they put people's voting records on the last one, on, 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 oh, the, we on the last week. We need on the Education Committee. Look, that's an important committee. We've got to get some really strong conservatives that want to be on the Education well, and we, Committee. And we need people with a spine. That, well, that, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to fight against the teachers' fight union the tax, and against the superintendents' the union. tax funded lobbyists. Yeah. And they were just voting basically, you know, to experiment with about, you know, 500 students. That was, we're going to give like 500 students. I forgot what the exact number was. You got that, but this man saved it by just getting a, a handful. It was 400. They were going to have 400 low-income families have scholarships so they could pick the education of their choice. Okay. And we now let me bring something fast. up out of that article that's very important. <laughs> there was one Republican name that was mentioned several times that killed a lot of the education reform measures in committee. They're not there anymore. They won't be there anymore. Sturch. Sturch. Sturch got defeated in the primary. So he's out. Well, we got a good one in his place. Yeah, we do. And we got to get him elected. John so Payton. You got to go out and vote for John Payton and maybe Payton to get on the Education Committee. Oh, that would and be awesome. And a lot awesome. of those things that didn't happen before, a couple years ago, will happen if it brought back up next year, in, but, starting in January. You know, superintendents pull a lot of weight in a community, and uh-huh. they pull a lot of weight because you've got all the teachers and all the parents that they can kind of that they can kind of sway. And uh, we saw this whenever we came up on uh, on special elections. Special elections is a big issue for Arkansas. Hey, we raise taxes with rid of them, don't they? Well, yeah, we raise taxes. You know, two percent of the people showed up in Cabot, Arkansas, and raised taxes on nine. Eight percent of the people. Yeah, bond and, and, measure. Yeah, and, and, and people people love special elections as far as superintendents. They, they end up being secret elections. I mean, we saw some conservative people. I, I believe, you know that 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 uh, some of our most conservative people. Uh, you know, did not stand up on that special election and and waff, what we call they waffled on it. Well, so it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of pressure from the from these what we call tax funded lobbyists because they're they're I, I think in a lot of cases you could probably look it up and see that these administrators superintendents the municipally they'll they'll drive down <laughs> to the capital lobby and they're probably using state vehicles with state gas. And and they're using state resources to lobby against us. But Maine, the state of Maine, 
took education to the Supreme Court so they would have the freedom of taxpayers' money helping kids go to religious schools and won in the Supreme yes, Court. Yes, they did, and if, it changed everything. That's exactly right. Now, if the state of Maine can go to the Supreme <laughs> Court to have the freedom to send their kids to religious schools, can we not get it passed in the state of Arkansas? Okay, so everybody knows that listens to this show with any regularity that I'm a believer and a Christ follower. People know that. When we come back, I'm going to tell you if you're a Christ follower, if you're a believer, and uh, you're a teacher, why we need to make the moves to make education changes here in the state, and you must play a viable part in it. We'll talk about it as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's continue back. Okay, so what is it that Dave Ellswick wants to talk about to uh, Christians, real Christians, Bible-believing, I follow Jesus Christ Christians, all right? I'm a follower of Christ. That's what I want to talk to you about, Uh, and that is this. The things that are going on within our school systems, uh, whether you're talking about pronouns and all the other stuff that's happening, talking about uh, boys that want to be girls and girls that want to be boys and bathrooms and all of that, you've got to take a biblical stand. I believe you must take a biblical stand. That's Look, when you listen to the show, what you're getting is basically Judeo-Christian ethics with Arkansas politics. All right, that's exactly what you're getting. And I want you to know We have to stand against this. That means the parents. You as a parent has to show up at the at the uh, the school board meetings and say you got to stop this. If you don't, we will remove you. We will find somebody else to put in your place. And um, I'm understanding now. I wanted to run for school board this year. I think everybody understands. I wanted to move. I was told uh, a run. I was told by Sal- uh, Salem if I ran, I had to leave the air during the time that I was running. And uh, I'm like most of you. I live uh, almost paycheck to paycheck. A little bit better than that. A little better than that. So I can't just walk off the air and and not take a paycheck. Can't do that. So I had to withdraw uh, and not do that. I had the the names and everything. I had all my my paperwork ready to go. I was told the day before I filed it, don't file it, Dave. I I think there's some good choices in Cabot for some people running for school board. might be good to have some of them on and tell us what their their issues are. It's coming before the 24th, I'm telling you that. I'll get some message out for people that are members of the committee to reach out to us. Know that you're going to get the tough questions, though. (laughs) You're going to get the tough questions. Everybody wants to still talk about masks. That's important, okay? I'm not going to say that's not important, but I'm going to tell you what's more important. All this trans stuff is much more important to be talked about and be stopped than what uh, what's happening right now. It's insanity. I'm, I'm excited that I'm hearing that Sarah is behind education savings accounts, ESAs. Uh, if that happens where the money that the state puts up for a student can be spent in a public school or in a private school, in a um, you know secular school or in a religious school, if that actually gets passed, homeschooling material. Yeah, 
you know, you know, it goes for a lot of things. Right. And uh, I'm excited. I mean, really excited. And I'm going to tell you to a lot of preachers, I'm, I'm yelling out to you today that if that happens, there's no reason. A lot of you have big, big buildings that could easily accommodate classrooms. And if uh, you know that you got seven, eight thousand dollars coming per student, there's no reason why we can't see more religious schools uh, here in the state of Arkansas. So I'm uh, I'm excited about that. But if you're a teacher, I'm going to talk directly to you, and you're talk told that you must teach anti-biblical uh, studies. You must uh, you must take an anti-biblical stance. Now it comes down that you have to make up your mind who you stand for. You know, I hit that in the fifth grade a long time ago. It's been a long time since I was in the fifth grade. But, you know, evolution, uh, we have some people in Arkansas that has a, uh, has a good idea of an alternative for evolution. Well, you put it up. Come on. Don't, don't, don't stand down. You're the one who – you're on the, the committee to, to put together the, the yeah, platform. It's time. It, it's time to do it. We've got educational freedom on our platform, and parents are the best person to choose how to educate their children. Parents are the ones. So – uh, I think it's time to say that we're going to teach the alternative to evolution, which is not religious. The only way you can get re- evolution is it took hundreds and hundreds of millions of years for that bowl of soup to turn into Uncle Ralph. Right. Well, so and, and if it, you shorten the time. just to start to turn into right. Uncle So Ralph. all you got to do is teach real science, which says the earth is not as old as it was. You don't have to teach religion in school you just have to teach an alternative to a million a year I, I, I think you just need to stop teaching evolution because it's it's not even a very good fairy tale no it's not it's not I mean, science a lot it's of science it's not don't science. even back it any it's, longer. it's philosophy at best it's not even good philosophy i think it's one of those things that the the, the state should just outlaw it because it's nonsense well i i definitely agree that the state should outlaw it but i don't think there's going to but at least you ought to teach an alternative to it Let to these little kids they're not going to outlaw it if you're talking about teaching nonsense that's not the biggest piece of nonsense they're teaching. The biggest piece of nonsense they're teaching is that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. Pretty basic stuff. That well, that that's, is yeah. that's craziness right there. It, it is. is. It, it is, is craziness. It is craziness. And it, who would have guessed that we would And this whole pronoun thing is just over the top. Yeah. And holding it private against the parents so the parents don't yeah. don't know what what's going on in the school. Right. That's pa- right. Parents need to get their kids out of schools. That's just the bottom line is parents need to get their children out of these government schools. Look, for you who have come through the, the public school system, and we're taught in the public school system. And let's say uh, you graduated from high school any time up to about 85. You picked my year right on the nail. You, you, got, a pretty, <laughs> you got a pretty good, pretty good education. You know, you got a pretty good education. But after that, it all went into the crapper, folks. And it's been going into crapper ever since. Uh, you know, I, I'm... I'm a Cabotite. I I liked Cabot schools, or I did like the Cabot schools because they were the best in the in the state, or one of the best in the state. Take a look at their reading abilities now. When kids are graduating, over fifty percent cannot read at grade level. 
Do not tell me you've got a great school system if that's the case. Well, that's, that's you the thing don't. Reading is it's probably just about the most important thing. It's a gateway to everything. It, it, it is a gateway to knowledge. And so the, the, the thing is that you know, if, if you don't do anything else, teach a kid to read. It, it, once they learn to read, then it, it is like you said, it is a gateway to knowledge. There's so many but, other things they're having to do. All this federal money that we get, the teachers spend you, you more teach time filling out absolute nonsense, filling out paperwork just, and yeah. jumping through hoops. I'm not right. saying that right. it's but, all bad, but, but all the focus the, needs to be the children and not the, how much money we're getting. And in the reality the is that people wonder whether or not they can homeschool their children. They, you can. You can homeschool your children. If you know how to read, you can homeschool your children. If you can teach your children how to read, you you open up a door to all sorts of things for them because you know the internet exists today. You can learn just about anything you want to just by opening up and, and well there's Googling plenty or watching plenty of videos on youtube uh, or, companies out there that offer all the necessary oh, sure. ish, uh, all the necessary and, uh, you know, and, information you need to be able to teach liberty university is awesome yeah. and there's lots of homeschool was it alpha beta all the ones that are oh yeah there's, becca. There's, becca, yeah there's lots of homeschool families out there that, that have been through this and they're willing to help you and, and show you the ropes and 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 there's there's co-op classes so if you're not t- t- comfortable teaching um like biology or maybe advanced math there's other parents out there who know these things and they'll, they'll teach those classes um and, and so they'll, they'll get together and, and have their kids learn some of these topics that um, or maybe your kid's a good football player well that's good there's because some sports, there's some there's programs some, there's schools that would be loving to have them take part in their sports program that's a, a viable option for you by state law mm. that that, that they, can, they participate. can participate mm. in those types of programs. So keep that all in mind too. Uh, we push homeschooling. We pre, uh, you know we preach. I'm I preach. You need to get your kids out of public schools now because the government, the secular government now, is teaching a lot of things that absolutely do not need to be even brought up. In a public school setting, I can't believe we've let evolution be taught in our schools without any alternative. Like it's the gospel truth for, for as long as we have. I, well, mean, I can't it, believe it's CRT. A, it's a shame. I can't believe sixteen nineteen. I can't believe you know transgenderism and everything else that has been put into our school systems because you know here's here's what they say: if it's taxpayers' money, you got to teach it all. Mm-hmm. You've got to teach it all. Well, if no, that's no, the case, don't. get your kids out and go somewhere where that's not necessary. The reality is well, you don't have to teach it all just because of taxpayers' money. You don't have to teach nonsense and falsehoods. That's, it, that's it's, ridiculous. It's just a lot of hard work to keep up with what's going on in the schools, and nobody has been willing to roll up their sleeves and get in it. You know, even Because you, li- come, you come under attack. You it, will come under attack. Sure One thing that we've learned, guys, passing a law doesn't do anything unless there's an informant, uh, enforcement and <laughs> accountability. It's got to have teeth. It's got to have teeth in it. So we've seen laws passed that they're – I mean, Linda Collins-Smith passed a history law saying that American history needs to be taught in our school system, you know, all the way back to the founding of this country. And she passed a law that it had to. But after she passed it, there Nothing was other, happened. there was more mountains to climb and everything yep. else. So like a year or two later, I said, hey, Linda, what's going on with that law? And she says, well, you know, R.D., I hate to say it, but I really don't know if they're following it or not. Well, and, right. and, how do, so, and how do you even enforce what what's being taught? Because you can you can twist uh, American history into all sorts of different pretzel, pretzels. Well, they'll call 
call it but, something else. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose well, version of history do you no want to CRT use? CRT being right. taught in public schools. Yeah, no, know, it's called uh, something they're else. They're teaching it. Yeah, they're teaching yeah, it at the Gov- Arkansas Governor's School. I can promise yes, you that. Yes, it is. Arkansas Governor's School is one of the biggest indoctrination programs in the state. Well, and the fact is that that's, if you look at the founders of the education system, I think you'll find that part of their goal was to take children away from their parents because they couldn't trust the parents to train their children. Um, and, and that's that's because they they don't they don't believe in in some of these basic human rights concepts of of parental authority and 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 the family. All right, got to get a break. Dave Ellswick is back. All right, just so you know, I'm back. I'm here. By the way, I forgot to mention a name about the people who filled in. My thanks to uh, State Senator Kim Hammer. Uh, for filling in here on the Dave Ellswick Show as well. Well, don't forget about PI Roofing. Uh, when I left talking about PI Roofing, we talked about roofing. Well, they're a whole lot more than just roofing anymore. They do construction as well. You need construction, and not just on your roof. We're talking about, uh, I'm having them come out. I got a call today, set up a time that they can come out to uh, uh, my house and tell me what it's going to take to put my deck back together again it's showing some wear and tear and some age and i need to have it worked on i'm gonna have them come out and give me a, a bid and tell me what it is it's going to cost to get it up to 100 percent snuff again they can do the same thing for you on whatever you want to have constructed they do it all they've got people that are uh, professional and ready to handle they they do that as well as they do roofs and they do it just as professional as they do the roofing business. They can put windows in your home. They can put siding on your home. They do it all now at PI Roofing. You go to PI Roofing. You can give them a call at 501-707-3115 or visit them online, piroofing.com. We're back with you. We've uh, got one segment left here. We've got about nine minutes. It's uh, about 51 uh, about nine minutes till here, uh, going up on uh, seven o'clock on the Dave Ellswick show. A uh, lot of things been going on since I, I have been gone. I I uh, promise you, I'll get Alan Clark on here this week sometime and uh, spend an hour with him on the air and let him tell you why things are going down the way they are going down. I need to give a call over to. Uh, State Senator Kim Hammer and find out as well because he's on that committee uh, and find out what, why and it's going on. It, it has to do with, you know, spurious accusations uh, that uh, the Senator Clark uh, is uh, supposed to be making uh, because um, he brought some things up that they said, well, we already knew about them. Well, maybe you knew about them, but why weren't you acting on them? That's the question. Uh, there was a state senator uh, that was uh, taking money she shouldn't have taken. She paid back some of that money. She has not paid back all of that money. You haven't heard that whole story, so we'll get it on uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show so you can hear it all and, uh, and, go, and go from there on it. Uh, knowing the truth of something is half the battle. It is tough to get the truth sometimes. Uh, as far as what's happening in the state legislature, we'll we'll work on that. Maybe we can get on uh, the senator tomorrow. I'll see if I can't 
get him on. So, yeah, I, I spoke with him some, or I messaged him back and forth some, and he's I think he's kind of yeah. fr- he think he's kind of frustrated with some of this. Well, I'm sure he is. I talked to him about it. He was frustrated weeks ago about it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you can say R.D. I can well, see you. Uh, well, the Arkansas. Uh, tire bill you know came under uh arkansas tire bill was m- losing millions of dollars and trying to prop it up since what arkansas got in the tire business didn't we warn them about that and uh so i think the uh what's the special uh committee that keeps everything funded while everybody's at home the uh you know the legislative committee yeah the interim committee i think they all had to get together and give them a, a few million dollars to keep the arkansas tire bill afloat for a little bit while mm-hmm. longer so uh we need to start looking and and i've been asked wasn't, to start wasn't looking. lanny fife behind that uh, it was all the you, you, you heard of all the king's horses uh, or horsemen and all the king's men you know all the king's men were behind that basically or all the governor's men was behind the tire bill when you looked at it it was very obvious that the uh, emperor had no clothes <laughs> right so it's another government agency that cost a lot of money but they thought they were going to uh, you well, know thought added, they were going to make money it added a bunch it. of red tape and it apparently didn't fix the problem. I'll or maybe bring, made the problem worse. On Thursday, Joe and Duck will be on. They came up with a perfect way of figuring out where the tires are going and who was doing what with them. And they well, came out with it. Nobody wanted to talk to well, them about it. Well, Davis is getting most of the tires. So believe it or not, I think there is like one of the Arkansas's crony system. I think there's somebody that benefits from all this at the end of it. Mm. Believe it or not, but uh, there are states follow the money. But there are states that have independent companies uh, running the tire system, where they have districts where independent companies are running it, and the states are not spending millions of dollars. So we'll be looking at Indiana. Indiana is one of them, and see if we can actually have. A, a free market tire system. Okay, so uh, <laughs> give me a name. I'll call them. I'll talk okay. to them. I know still know some several of the senators and several of the uh, reps there. Well, I've got some contacts from auto recyclers in Indiana that do a lot of things for auto on the behalf of auto recycling in the state. The auto recyclers in Indiana have a very close relationship with the uh, Indiana ADEQ. Branch, so you don't we, have to invent, pardon me, reinvent the, joke, wheel. Reinvent the wheel <laughs> the uh, to case. figure out how to do this, all right? There's people who are doing it and doing it well, and it would seem to me the best way of figuring out what you want to do is to go up there and see what they're doing or right. down there or wherever see, they happen to be. And get some innovative people here that kind of know how to deal with some of these these things. And it's like R.D. Hopper has a, has a system for processing tires that doesn't require anything special. He just cut, cuts them up and you can send them right to the landfill with that. And there's other options out there. I think one of the other options is you cut the sidewall out of it and then you can send them to the landfill too that way, can't you, I think? I, I don't know. We quarter them, but, you know, it, it was very much a uh, – uh, uh, let me think of a nice way of uh, – <laughs> Well, I can't think of it. It's very much of a leaf licker issue there. The the governor was wanting to look like that he was, you know, pro-environment and very environmental. So he wanted to come up with saying that, you know, we're not putting any more tires in landfills by this time. It hasn't happened. Tires are not a problem in landfills. 
uh, they they don't cause a problem underground if you cut them up. I mean, people make drinking glasses out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, we put our in on our kids' playgrounds, so our kids go and play in it on the playground. I don't know why it stopped. Why you stopped doing it? it used to be. Uh in fact, my high school was one of the first ones who did it back in the 70s, and that was they ground up the tires, and uh, they have that quarter-mile track around the football field for track meets. It's made out of that stuff. Sure, it's better, it, for, it's you, better for your needs. You can do and that. The problem is it. it's so incredibly expensive to grind up tires. That's, that's oh, part of the issue. That's what's what happened in Arkansas right. because it's, it's just Arkansas bought a bunch of equipment with taxpayers' money, and that equipment is very expensive to keep sharp and maintain. Right. It's just so it's come up, and they come up, and they ask for a lot of money to. This is what always happens. They ask for a lot of money to start the system, but to get it through, they had to cut the money back in half, so they didn't get all the money they needed. But one thing you know in government, you just start a program. It don't make doesn't make any money if you got enough money to fund it or not. Eventually, after you get it started, you can't kill it, so you have to pay for it. That's what former great President Ronald Reagan used to say. Nearest thing to eternity is a government program. So, I mean, if you want to build a jail, pave, uh, make an interstate, whatever, just get it started. You don't have to have all the money for it, but you'll find they'll always find the money whenever it comes time. All right. We're going to continue with Paul. Hold your... your, uh, your powder there. We'll pick you up right when we come back from the news, which is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Second hour, Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday. Uh, of course, R.D. is here. Paul is here. Good to have them uh, back here in the studio with me. Back, Good to be back in the studio myself. A couple of weeks of vacation. Does a lot of good for you. I'll be honest with you. I used to be one of those guys that would not take my vacation and sell it back to the mm-hmm. company. Uh, then companies got to the point where they didn't want to pay you back on the the vacation you didn't take, so you, you you took it. I I take it now because I, I'll be honest with you. You really do need to get away and to recharge your batteries. And I was able to do that here this last two weeks. Went down to Florida, had a great time. Um, I'm planning on doing Florida a next next year again. Then after that, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at going uh, over to Europe. Uh, and, and visiting over there. I've never been to Europe. I want to get to Europe. I've been everywhere you could possibly want to go to as far as the Far East is concerned. You know, I've been to South Korea. I've been to the Philippines. I've been to Okinawa. I've been to Japan. I've been on Guam. I've been all over that place uh, because I was in SAC when I was in the military, and most of the places that we hung out at was over uh, in the Far East. Uh, but now... I'm not in the military anymore, as you know, uh, and um, I'd like to go back over uh, to to you. Like to go back? No, I'd like to just go <laughs> to Europe and see all the things that I know about uh, England and and uh, France and Germany, uh, Switzerland. I want to go to Switzerland? 
want to have some real chocolate over there. And, uh, you know, maybe Amsterdam. Yeah, there's a lot of Italy, a lot of great places to go and visit historically in those areas. And I'm a big history buff. I love history. So that's my, my next goal. But it would take me, i got to save money. You know how that goes. Yes, you got to have enough yeah, money to go. Some stuff's expensive. Yes, it I've is. Got some friends that are, whose grandparents and, and grandfather or dad, one of them's dad and the other one's grandfather's father and his son are going on a, a D-Day tour. Oh, in that'd Fanda. be cool. They're going to go to Omaha Beach, and then they're going to go to different points that the troops followed and memorials and cemeteries mm-hmm. and churches and stuff. So uh, they're going to a history tour for, for oh, that'd, D- that'd for be D-Day. Cool. And uh, they they said the father said, "Well, come with us." So I'm going to text them back and say, "Hey, if you're serious about yeah, somebody tagging along, I'd, I'd like to see that be something as a World War II history buff." Yeah, that uh, I'd love to do that someday. Something that I'm looking to do that doesn't involve leaving the United States, but being here in the states is I've been talking to uh, uh, Chris about uh, going up to Alaska and doing some salmon fishing. I'm thinking, I, thinking about going up and doing that because I've heard that's just a fantastic I- I event in and of itself. In the Aleutian Island, there is actually an Arkansas beach in the Aleutian Islands to where a bunch of people from Arkansas landed on the beach to take the Aleutian Islands back. That was the only World War II battle on American soil was in the Aleutian Islands. Not the and there's a lot of place in the world. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them froze to death. <laughs> yeah, they sent them trucks with no cabs, and they sent them shirts with no sleeves. Oh, so my. They, they were getting you know supplies from the Pacific. So uh, I've got pictures of my grandfather there uh, from my grandfather fought in the Aleutian Islands. Well, that was one of the big problems with the Battle of the Bulge uh, is that we didn't have the winter gear that Germans had. And we had a lot of people in in the, uh, you know, the trenches and stuff. Behind enemy lines. In the foxholes that froze to death. They literally just froze to death. They couldn't stay warm because it was in the uh, was it the Ardane Forest? Is that the, the big forest over there uh, that they um, they had really, really? It was one of the coldest winters in a long time during that time. If it's really cold, if you don't have good food to eat, and, yeah. and not enough clothes, and it's just. On the Battle of the Bulgers, a lot of stories where guys were sleeping in the foxholes, and yeah. then Germany made like their bonsai run in the like the last effort. Uh, a lot of the guys were sleeping in their foxholes, and they were, you know, the enemy line was in front of them. When and they whenever woke they woke up, they up somebody forgot to tap them on the shoulder and say, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they woke up 50 <laughs> miles behind him. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. true. That, that's a true <laughs> wow. story. That's like, yeah. oops. Yeah, my father talked about the bulge because wow. that he was part of it. He fought in it, and uh, he talked about that a lot. You know, I might tell my friends, hey, if y'all have to leave, I'm, I'm, I'm right over here <laughs> yeah don't forget to take me with you know you. what my dad talked about the foobars that's what he what he talked about so much uh during th- because in the fog of war things go wrong miserably wrong at times you know deadly wrong at times and uh, he he would talk about that from time to time so anyway he fought with pat just for those wow, who want to know cool. he was with the third army and he was in the mechanized division so that's what he did kept their motors running you know, he he uh, was tank commander so he did his third grade education there you go tank commander 
That's wow. amazing to me. I had a grandfather with an eighth grade education that was amazing. He was, uh, you know, head over the mechanics in in a Arkansas Highway Department complete district with about four counties. He was head of maintenance. Yeah, they didn't oh, care well, about his education. Could yeah, he get the job done? That's exactly. So he was head of maintenance for four counties and had, you know, probably seventy five guys working under him. And uh, eighth grade education. Believe me, I've been around a lot of people in this business. Got a lot of book learning. They sure don't any have any common sense. They don't have the getter done. Don't have any common sense. At some point, though, just because you've been to college and whatever else doesn't necessarily make you educated. No, it's, of course it's, it doesn't. It's, it's just he could do math amazing because he he knew some trick with numbers to where he would round things off. I mean, he could do math so fast it make your head spin. Yeah, I think I think my grandfather was kind of that way too. With he was he would. Um, um, uh, uh, he would count lumber at a sawmill, and he had he had formulas he'd use for for that to do stuff in his head, I guess, and it just he'd be pretty quick with it. But but yeah, no, I mean that's that's one of those things that sometimes you've got people that are they're really good at their jobs, and other times you've got people that have got degrees and wherever else. It reminds me of a story. Um, There's a young fella; he was just about done with um, school for mechanical engineering, and. Um, and he was telling me that he didn't understand the refrigeration cycle, you know, how refrigeration works, like air conditioners or whatever else. It's like he, he just looked at it like he's that's just mad, just like it's magic to him. He just didn't understand it. It's like, dude, you're in mechanical engineering and you don't understand the refrigeration cycle. That's a problem. How there's did you get that far? There's a lot of different far? angles. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different angles for mechanical engineering. Right. There's but that's a that's a, a pretty lot of basic. Fields. That's a yeah, pretty a lot basic of fields. Basic. Um, piece of understanding of mechanical engineering is 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 refrigeration. It's like, dude, how do you get through get nearly through mechanical engineering school, and you don't even understand that that fairly basic that process? Yeah, process. It's not it's not a real complicated process, and it's 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 a pretty fundamental. You know, that's a way to get your foot in the door, and and education is good, but it gets your foot in the door. It does gives it, you a background. It, so if you well, go gives, somewhere, then then you have a foundation. It, it is to a foot, learn it is whatever. a foot in the door that, uh, that that sometimes it's the only legal way to get a job, which is unfortunate because it's when government blocks a lot of people who are just incredibly capable. But because they don't have the Joe Maynard of Conduit, and you know he he's got a machine shop where they make things for air and space and 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 aviation and all kinds of stuff. And he hires homeschool kids and, and people and starts them from the ground up. Joe he's a smart does. man. So, uh, but uh, yeah, let me know if you have them on and talk about. That uh, article that I said. Oh, yeah, I can get that fixed up. I, can, I, I think I can it would be good to have I got Joe's on. number right in my phone. I can call him and Joe say. Joe and Brenda, they do, they get, do a get good job on. getting stuff out up there. So I'd like to know if you have them on the show. Yep, we can get that taken care of. We're going to try to get Alan Clark on. We're going to try to get him on for next Monday and have him join us here on the that on the morning good. show and, and get his side of that story, all of that side of the story. Get his story on what he thinks is going to happen with it. With educational yeah, freedom, too, because I know he'll that. be in the middle of that also. Yep, he sure will be. Hey, don't forget about David Lucas. David Lucas wants you to know that uh, you know silver and gold seems to be the way people want to go right now because uh, they're trying to hedge against inflation. Well, if that's the case, just know that silver and gold that you want to put in your nest egg is different than buying stocks and bonds and all the rest. So you need to know how to do it. 
why to do it and how to, uh, you know, make sure that you can, uh, you know, maybe hold off uh, what's going on in inflation and keep your nest egg healthy uh, for when you retire. So uh, give them a call. They work with one of the only registered and regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. You can learn how silver and gold could help you out to do all of this stuff uh, to protect your IRA, your 401k, all your hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Learn all the ins and outs about buying silver and gold call David Lucas Financial, 501 501- Two 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 thirty three fifteen. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show and one oh one one FM the answer. You want to know what's going on, politics here in the state, you listen here to this show. We'll keep you appraised at what's going down. And you're going to hear more and more people here these last couple of weeks. Early voting begins the 24th. Keep that in mind. Early voting starts the 24th of uh, this month. And uh, you should be checking in to find out where the poll or polls are going to be. I know that, for instance, in Cabot, it would be right there by the uh, the library. That would be what's opened up on the 24th, and you can go and vote there uh, on uh, Election Day on the 8th of November. There'll be all the different polls will be open. I, I only know the one place uh, right now as far as 24th. Are they going to have more than that, uh, R.D.? Do you know In of? Cabot? Yeah. I'll have to ask Stubby. I don't know. I'll have to ask Stubby on what is what it is we'll ask him this month and let everybody know where no, we'll get him on. going to be, be uh, great yeah. to bring stubby oh, in man, here oh a, my he's god he's always entertaining it'd be crazy in the morning to have him here <laughs> so and you have stubby on he'll tell us all about it he's the he's our election chairman for lono county i'll get him in and we'll talk about eating pigeon all right we can do that because we found out when he ran for mayor and things of that nature that he uh, his mother used to fix pigeons uh for the, their family to eat so they didn't go without food. Well, that's one way to eat in New York City. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. probably so, so. not. They're probably protected species or something. Oh, yeah, so yeah. right now, if you want to know where uh, people stand on issues before they're elected, ask them before they get to the Capitol and ask so, them. Yeah, <laughs> ask them pointed questions. Don't just ask them general questions. Don't ask them, "Are you conservative?" They'll say yes. Ask yeah. them pointed questions like, "Do you support a program where where?" where government gives taxpayer dollars to a business. Ask them that. And if they say yes, ex- ask them to explain to you why they believe that yeah. they have the power to yeah. do that. Why is it appropriate for government to take your money and give it to someone else to compete against you in some cases? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, like with Artie Hopper. If the government sponsors or um, subsidizes a business to move into his area, he has to compete with that business for employees and for other resources perhaps. And on top of that, they take his tax dollars from him and give it to the other business. And so not only are they stealing from him, they're also compete, forcing him to compete with someone who they've stolen his money. A good to, example to of this. Amazon. A good example. Yeah, yeah. good example of this is having a, uh, a workout center for your county or your city mm-hmm. or whatever. And, then you put out- and the city 
builds it, and you already have several private privately owned workout centers that are available to the general public that right. are not that expensive. And by the time that the uh, the the public one gets on gets going, and they've raised the prices, the prices are identical almost sometimes a few cents less and you're trying you're putting other people out of business that happened in cabot yeah i tell people people amaze me so they're like they passed the tax in cabot or two percent of people in cabot passed the tax and uh said they're going to be spend millions of dollars on a new you know dog pound what i call the dog pound that's not politically correct but it's going to be over there by uh where uh Chick uh, Filet is so, going to go so in. So they ask, is there going to be a vet there so we can take our animals there cheap and get cheap shots yeah. and stuff? So I'm like, like, wait a minute. There are vets here in town. Yeah. So you want to take everybody's money in the community mm-hmm. and subsidize your dog getting a shot? Yep. I mean, it's all subsidies is what it is. And that's what I say. Hey, I do recycling that is unsubsidized. It's free market. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get a check you, you from pro- anybody. You provide a valuable service to people, and we pay you for it. Like, so, I, I just bought a well, I, I just bought a rear axle from RD the other day, and the, the fact is, he he doesn't provide the service that we want, and that's why that's why he stays in business. Government provides a service that that not enough people want, and they have to point guns at people to take the, take our money in order to fund their service. This is a crony state. Too many things we've got in this state because somebody benefits from well, it. And, that, and that's, and, that's and the thing is, you, you follow the if, money. If you've got a few hundred people that want to new pool or a or a dog pound and so they can get they can they can they can hold a secret election to to um, get a few people to show up to vote and take your money take our money to pay for this nonsense so they can get cheap or free stuff I do not know why we can't for special elections coming in where we got real republicans let's say the transition team is over Okay, mm-hmm. if all the fun and games are over, let's do some. Why doesn't it take ten percent of the people to levy a tax? There is an amendment, at least fifty percent. Yeah, I mean, not, yeah, I mean to pass a bill right now. David Ray, one of these amendments was supported by David Ray. I think it's issue two that it takes sixty percent of the voters to pass a law or levy a, a constitutional levy a tax, amendment. I a think constitutional amendment, but in a city or in a county. Two percent can do it. I mean, I think at least ought to be ten percent. It, it's winner takes all in local areas. So right. it, no it, matter it, what it the percentage is, be, yeah, it doesn't matter what the percentage. There's no percentage. Is. I mean, it could if, be half percent, and you happen to be the fifty-one of that half a percent. Twenty-five people, hundred people show yeah. up, or if three and, people show up and two people vote, vote to raise your taxes for a hundred thousand people, then guess what? Your taxes so go up. Why can't we get a, a special election law saying that it takes ten percent of the people to levy a tax on the other? Why 90%? can't we get a special election law that says? No special elections held on primary day or on election you day. You got to. That would save hundreds of thousands of yes, dollars. Yes, it would. Hundreds it would, of it thousands It would save us from a bunch of, of tax increases in many cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, yeah, that side, it would save hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, it might very well do that. Another thing we probably need to do is repeal a lot of these taxes that were passed in these nefarious ways. The reality is I think we need to, we need to, we need to be calling it nefarious because it's it's a secret sneaky way of, of stealing it from her okay repeal so that's tax you're dreaming now. now that's a 50 cent <laughs> word nefarious no. <laughs> give us give us a nickel word that takes they're it. cheating okay all right they're cheating thank you right. thank you it, it's it's a legal way of cheating 
Okay. Hidden. Yeah. Basically, hidden. it's hidden. What they do is, uh, I don't know what the rules are now. It used to be you had to put a notice in the paper. Now, people don't read the paper yeah, to, all that to, much to anymore. six people who what get they, the paper. What do they do now? I think now? they still have to put the notice in the paper. Is that what it is? That's probably about the extent of it. And all so right. they, they have to notify. And so there's, there's still a bunch of laws in the books that, that require um, notification of the paper in general circulation. The problem is we don't have papers that are in general circulation anymore, really. Well, we have some. Well, but there's not, some, but, but the thing is that, that there's, the general public doesn't use them. I for mean, the most part. I mean, they're, Cabot they're, still has a local paper that comes out. It's weekly, isn't it? Isn't it a weekly I paper? Don't read it. Yeah, right. yeah. But, but I think for the most part, most of us don't read the papers anymore, and so it's not an effective means of getting out information. So just like, like if you if you um, if you're repossessing something, you may have to um, put an ad in the paper to let the public know. If you have for for probate, I think you have to do that. You have to put an ad in the paper for four or five days or whatever it There's might be. There's title issues in yeah, anything. There's a lot of these things that, that There's all have, kinds of things that have requirements for putting an ad in the paper and bankruptcy. Yeah, that kind of thing probably. Pay your taxes. And Divorces. So that, <laughs> and so so if you've. Um, no ideas. Yeah. No, but that, that's... I mean, those are, that's just a few things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and about. so there's, there's been legislation proposed to change some of this to maybe a, a means that's a little more effective at notifying the public. Um, and from what I've seen, the newspaper lobbies come out... Put on Netflix? Well, no. The, well, maybe. So the newspaper lobbies come out and, and fight against it because... They're I, losing all their money. Right. Well, I think I think in some cases this, the these um, these public announcements might be a, a a big chunk of their revenue. It might actually put them out of business if they if they yeah. didn't, if they if didn't they have this, get the these money government in. mandates requiring people to use their service. You got to have those mandates. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Absolutely, you got to have those. Well, I mean, mandates. I mean, you know, you know years. Sometimes, I, I bet if they're going to raise their taxes, we'd like to know about it. So I would like. To, I, mean, I would those, like to know about it, but the, but the reality is that posting an ad in the newspaper is not an effective we, means of us knowing about it. At this but they point. don't want an effective means. Well, I think that's part they, of the issue is that, that we we need to probably figure out an effective means. An effective means of that, like Dave people. says, is twice a year. I mean, that's that's the answer. That's and I think on the twice of year, you still have to turn out a certain percentage on a tax. I, I mean, that's, there are thresholds at the state capitol that they have to reach to pass bills. Of course. Bills. Right. It's, it's okay. not. Hold on. We've got to take a break. We've got, right. uh, we got news coming up. So uh, let's find out what's going on in the world and then come back and talk further here uh, on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's continue here at 1011 FM, uh, The Answer. We're trying to get on uh, Trent Minter. Uh, he is running against Steve McGee. In the Conway area. In the Conway area for state rep. Is state that right? rep. Okay, so we're going to see if uh, he agrees to come on for a few moments. Did you just give him the phone number so I, he can I call? Did. yeah. I, I so, it. Heidi, if Steve, if, uh, pardon me, if Trent calls, just know we'll be ready to, to talk to him. Uh, an investigation going on in Jacksonville that started uh, last hour. Uh, police are currently investigating a homicide that happened on the 300 block of Marshall Road. Uh, there is currently no information on the severity of uh, the shooting, victims of the incident, or suspects related to the crime, but authorities are asking people to avoid uh, that area. So that area again is the 300 block of Marshall Road in uh, Jacksonville. Again, I've been saying this all along. It's not just happening 
you know, it's happening everywhere. It's just not happening yeah, in one small place. Hmm? I think we maybe mentioned earlier that in Conway there was a couple of people killed. Yeah, a couple people were weekend, killed over the weekend. I um, was actually, I think I was driving driving there on Highway 64 when the, the coroner passed me with his lights and siren gone, I think. It's just, it was just, I was wondering what's going on. And then later on I figured out, found out there were some people killed. All right. The Little Rock Police Department responded to reports of a shooting at the 200 block of 4th Street Sunday. According to reports, when officers arrived at the scene, they found a 19-year-old male with several gunshot wounds. The victim taken to the hospital and later died due to his injuries. Uh, anyone who may have information regarding this incident is urged to please contact Little Rock Police at 501-371-4636. Again, uh, that's 501-371-4636. So that's just another example. I know there were a couple other shootings over uh, the weekend as well. Uh, Two teenagers uh, were injured uh, Saturday night near the River Market District that left two teenagers injured shortly before uh, 10.30 on Saturday evening. Officers with the Little Rock Police Department responded to calls of a shooting in the area near the River Market District. According to reports, when officers arrived, they found two teenagers who were both suffering from non-life-threatening injuries. Details of the incident are very limited, uh, but uh, you keep listening. We'll get you updated information uh, as that goes on. So uh, you got a 19-year-old dead. you got two teenagers that were shot. You got somebody, another homicide in Jacksonville that occurred, and uh, and then a, a suspect was caught after two were killed, one injured in the uh, the Conway uh, shootings. I'll give you the information on that. Uh, officers received a call just before 5 p.m. of a shooting at Salem Road and Highway 64. Uh, upon arrival, they located a 25-year-old female victim who was flown to a local hospital by helicopter. They received a second call at 5.01 on Newcastle Drive, and officers discovered a deceased 48-year-old female. A third call came in around 5.11 that evening on Donahue Avenue and Sims Street near the University of Central Arkansas when a deceased 29-year-old male victim was found. An active uh, manhunt with the surrounding local, state, and federal agencies ensured, or ensued, pardon me. Arkansas State Police located the suspect a little after 8, and the pursuit began. The suspect then fled the vehicle and fired at officers before fleeing into the woods. The suspect was located in a field a short distance away at 8.30, suffering from a self-inflicted gunshot wound and transported to a local uh, incident Conway Police Department has launched an investigation into those three separate but related shooting incidents. So there you go. That happened just here over the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Marshall Road in Jacksonville is a road that uh, Colton's is on there that runs out toward the Air Force Base. No, oh, okay. All right. So everybody Colton's knows where that's Waffle at. House. Yeah, I know Waffle House. I ate at Waffle House yesterday. I like <laughs> Waffle House. 
I, I went out and I had the all-star, if you're interested in. That's what I I had. The interesting thing I didn't know about Waffle House, if there's a natural disaster, they they measure how bad it is by if the Waffle House is closed. <laughs> that's, that's a real measuring point because they actually have a team with generators and things. They'll so keep them going if a while. storm hits, if you can't get food anywhere else, Waffle House, they usually have you it, know, they have a special they, team so that it's comes to support them. them so. Remember back uh, about 20 years <laughs> ago when we had the really bad ice storm? They stayed open. Waffle House was open. That's exactly right. If they're closed, get a hot meal it's a, it's there, a buddy. disaster. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that the world may be coming to an end, just so you know. Vladimir Putin may be up to something. By the way, how about our president going to a fundraiser, a Democratic fundraiser, and mentions to everybody, just off the cuff, Armageddon may be just around the corner. In his own mind. Yeah. <laughs> He has Armageddon every day. What little is left of his mind. Why would a president of the United States make such an asinine – well, it's Biden. But, I mean, why would you make such an asinine statement? I mean, you you have to respect the position and respect the office, but, you know – as we would say, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> that's, very, that's probably very true. I hate to say that's that. Not disre- I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, I mean, it's obvious right now he's, you know, he's he's struggling. And well, it's mean, sad, and we, I feel sorry for him we, and his we family. We might call for him to step down, but there's somebody behind him. Yeah, not to, that, that, oh, no, that oh, they're no. already yelling, we don't want her running oh. again. Yeah, it's one of those things that I, she's – She's got some interesting flight skills, but I'm afraid she rides a broom. But, no. uh, uh, you know, they talk about Biden's rating. You know, she is always below. Yes, she is. I, I know she's always below his ratings. But uh, but anyway, I, I, we're all hoping that he makes it out through the rest of his Absolutely. <laughs> I, pray for his, I pray for his health. I, I pray for all of our leaders. Yes. We, we're, the know, Bible we tells us the Lord, to pray for our leaders. The, we want the, the Holy Spirit to be doing his work that he does. And, you know, you just never know somebody – might wake up and pay attention. Well, his work well. his work is largely through the Bible. So, I mean, he. So you need to if they'll wake up one morning and read their Bible, they they will get a message <laughs> from the Holy Spirit if if they'll put forth the effort. Right. So, just keep in mind that uh, you know you're supposed that's part of our duty as Christians. Definitely, that we're supposed to vote that for we, our leaders. We're supposed to pray for our leaders that we can continue to worship Him in peace. It doesn't mean now yeah, that that that's the point. Doesn't mean you got to pray for them for the policies that you're pushing, but just pray that they'll allow us to be peacefully be able to meet and to to worship the Lord as we want. And uh, that's first important. Timothy chapter two one through four. You should keep that keep that in keep that in mind. Uh, I I I pray for the the governor of California that some way somewhere along the line he'll get he'll find a strand of morality with him in himself. Did you see the uh, the billboard that he put up in in Austin Texas? You're talking about that the advertising for for people to take. Um, yeah, go f- leave from Austin and go to California and have your abortion. Well, basically, basically they can they can um, uh, 
travel to people do their their um, tra- travel plans for for medical procedures. Yes, and this is a travel plan so you can kill your kids. Yeah, go go and, and have an abortion in California because all abortions <clears throat> are legal. So do, are in they, the state of California, yeah, so up they, to the moment of birth. Yeah, are, and, and are they going to maybe even extend that beyond birth? Well, they, they've got a law has not uh, been brought up by the General Assembly. Somebody has filed it, it. which says that uh, up until a week after birth, uh, you can you can have your child exterminate it just so you know now in maryland they're working harder at it right over there uh theirs is a uh, up up to a, a month old wow uh, but that has not you know, had a lot of people sign on to it so there's still there's well, still hope but but the, the thing is though that the that's that's the the problem is that we think it's a possibility that they'll pass it. Yeah, there's a possibility. It's, it's a realistic possibility. If somebody these. thinks it and brings it up, there is always a possibility. Well, I mean, people will who, get on board and pass who, who it. Who yes. would have who would have thought that it was a possibility that it would become mainstream in a significant portion of the population that you could change your gender. Or that a boy could, no matter, because he just thinks he's a girl, can go into sure. the or girl's ba- bathroom. Yeah. Who, or a baby who, could be born and you could decide whether to help it sustain life or not. Yeah. I mean, who, who would, have, I, I mean, who would I, have guessed, though? But, but we're, we're here today, and, and we've got a, a significant portion of the population that thinks, yeah, well, boys and girls can just if, change their genders. That, that, that's mainstream thought now in, in a pretty significant portion of the population yes it is and you so have to have a source of authority for where your morals come from i mean there has to be moral authority somewhere is washington the moral authority of this country if washington dc is the moral authority of this country We're this country's in trouble i, I think i mean I, there's only one authority for think, where our morals come and from think, and that's god's I think word you're absolutely right rd is that we don't have a moral authority to a great extent it's like what what do our friends think what does a social environment come up with how, how what what is what is popular and that kind of ends up being it's a it's a it's a morality based on social prejudice and this country was de- designed as a republic as we all know and this republic it's not a democracy this republic is going to start getting more and more divided if if people do not go back to the right source of authority because if Washington, D.C. is going to be the moral authority of this country, Arkansas has got some decisions to make. And I think the decisions to start with is the educational freedom that we've got coming up and have them quit teaching our children or teach an alternative to evolution that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, uh, you know, or basically teach the science that their lie is not even science. Right. And I don't even want no. Alternative. What I want is I want them to stop teaching this mess. Well, they don't have any. They don't have any right to indoctrinate kids. This is not science. This isn't even. It's not even a good fairy tale. So if if we can't do that in Arkansas because we want the ten percent of our education money to come from the federal government, then. then our our morals are going down the tubes with the rest of the Tell country. Them to right. their money. Let me give you the last uh, uh, word on some of this about morality. Vanderbilt University Medical Center is now suspending all permanent 
gender affirmation surgery for minors until further notice, the International Medical Center will forego performing any transgender surgeries for children that cannot be undone or reverted later in life pending an internal review. The statement comes in relation to calls from Tennessee lawmakers to investigate the clinic following a report from conservative activist uh, activist Matt Walsh, who I'm working on getting on the show. Walsh, who has championed the cause of protecting gender dysphoric children from dangerous and irreversible medical procedures, including amputation, sterilization, chemical and surgical castration, welcomed the news, saying, quote, today is an enormous victory in the battle to protect children from mutilation and abuse. Governor Bill Lee uh, said we should not allow permanent life-altering decisions that hurt children. With the partnership of the General Assembly, this practice should end in Tennessee. All right, let's get our break. Uh, Pat Davis wants you to know you need uh, health insurance because it's getting to be that time of year again. You know, Medicare and Medicaid and all the rest of it. You need to be talking to him to see how he can save you 30 to 50 percent on your health insurance. It's a health plan for conservatives uh, where you don't pay for what you don't believe in. And it's the perfect health plan for self-employed individuals. Choose any uh, provider in the nation. There are no co-pays. They're going to cut back on those deductibles for you. Uh, the excess money goes to you instead of the insurance company. Give him a call, 501-605-6935. That's 501-605-6935. Or visit him online at Your Health Plan Man. That's one word, Your Health Plan Man. Dot com. Let's finish it up for a, uh, uh, a Monday here on the power panel. I'll be back with you at nine o'clock. All right. We'll we'll come back here uh, during the break uh, at eight o'clock and uh, talk about your money. And then I'll be back at nine o'clock and uh, we'll take a, a closer look at what's going on in the world. See what Putin's up to. He started shelling a lot of cities over into Ukraine again. Uh, what's he up to over there? Uh, I'm not saying that we can, by any stretch of the imagination, um, imagination know what's going on in that guy's mind. Uh, you, I think you kind of be, you kind of got, you get lost in a funny farm if you could get inside his head right now. Uh, so, but we'll talk about what's happening. Uh, with with what's going on over there, we'll talk also. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on uh, uh, over in um, Iran, and uh, there's been about about 200 people now killed over there with the uh, the people who are out uh, uh, protesting the death of that 22 year old woman. Be glad you live in the United States of America. You live in the greatest country on earth. Uh, you can go out and you can actually march uh, for your cause. Doesn't mean that you can just uh, you can just raise hell and destroy property. Although that's happened over the last few years, uh, but you don't have to worry about soldiers showing up and just mowing you down. But that's happening over there now. The Ayatollahs and all their religious righteousness are killing people left and right over there. They're just do, it's, doing it's their thing. Maybe. But you know it's going to be up to them to fix it. Well, and hopefully you know, yeah. culture is changing and enough to where 
where they can. But well, uh, I think that that is an important part of some of this stuff is that if we go in and, and, and fix it for them, I think we'll have to continue bailing them out and fixing it for them. But if if they'll fix it themselves, I think it, the fix sticks better. They may not like our fix. I mean, well, uh, that, that's that's they need to change it to whatever they want it to. And you know, we Americans, you know. We, we like our form of government, but they need to fix it right. their well, own that, way. And that's, that's the thing is that if we try to bring in our form of conservative socialism or whatever it might be, you're, you're very, very well onto something. They may not want it, and maybe for good reason. You can't make people – you can't legislate morals or government or anything else. Right. But, well, uh, it, it, but anyway, I hope, I hope they get something better. I hope they're fed up with it, and, and I hope they – get enough freedom in their country to to be able to uh, follow their hopes and dreams without worrying about being shot in the streets. By the way, I mentioned earlier in the show, mentioned to, to you, I want to mention it to you again, 9.06 on uh, Friday, Blanco, the uh, political cartoonist, will join us. I uh, had a great one today. You love it. shows uh, uh, his uh, caricature of uh, President Biden with a gas can in his hand and his uh, teleprompter in his other hand in front of a gas tank that says OPEC and it says out of order and behind it is a a sheik that's laughing and pointing his way and it says no one blanks with Biden. Now that's a reference to what happened just the other day when he said that no one F-bombs with the Bidens, mm. okay, on a hot Who mic. Who said that? The president. The president said it. Mm. And so he's making fun of that, but he's also making fun of him going to the uh, the Saudis still to to get some gasoline, you know, mm. five-gallon container uh, for us over here in this country. Poor Joe. So Blanco will, will join us on, uh, on Friday. It's going to be fun to talk to him. You know... It's sad. I saw just the other day. I saw a quick article that that the governor said that he was that they were going to be rolling out a uh, electric car infrastructure program for the state of Arkansas and spending taxpayers taxpayers that. money on trying to get a electric car infrastructure infrastructure. That means out. charging stations, yeah. basically. Yeah, they may have a diesel generator running them, but <laughs> but uh, anyway people free market should drive whatever this direction this country ought to go let's stick to free market and see if it still works the thing is there there might be some some sense in making some electric cars for certain applications there might be some delivery vehicles that would make a lot of sense to have them electric Uh, but some of these things are not they don't make a lot of sense like for i think i was just seeing seeing something where somebody had a pickup truck pulling a trailer and they were going to get like 85 miles of range out of the thing, which is kind of a problem if you're wanting to go in anywhere. In Texas, that might get you to the other side of your ranch. <laughs> what, if you're, what if you're in a hurricane like they just had in Florida and electricity's oh out and you need to get out of town? Yeah. Uh, you're I mean, stuck. Are you, you, know, you going to have a bicycle with an tr- alternator well, no, on the it? Or, you, you, they need, I guess they could go ahead and make these electric vehicles with a Flintstone option where you can. <laughs> we're out of time. Something to think about at the water cooler today. I'm Dave Ellswick. Be back with you at 9 o'clock, R.D. And, Paul, thank you so much for being here today on the Dave Ellswick Show.
Let's get to uh, the 9 o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Had a lot of people already who have been asking me to go over the different issues that will be on the ballot come up November 8th. Of course, early voting uh, begins this month on the 24th. So I'll run over these different issues, tell you a little bit about them. Uh, We'll have people come on to talk more in depth about them uh, before the 24th and uh, to help you have all the information you need to be able to make the, the, the right decision when you go to the poll. So let's start off with issue number one. There are four issues on your ballot this year. Issue number one is uh, a constitutional amendment to allow the General Assembly to convene an extraordinary session upon the issuance of a joint written proclamation of the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President pro tem of the Senate, or upon the submission of a written proclamation containing the signatures of at least two-thirds of the members of the House of Representatives and at least two-thirds of the members of the Senate to the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President pro tem of the Senate, uh, requesting that the General Assembly convene an extraordinary session. Now, the only way to have one of these sessions at this time is the governor calls it. And uh, then he brings forth what it is they're going to deal with. Uh, The legislature wants now to be able to uh, get involved with this. I don't know if this would do away with the governor or it gives both parties the opportunity Uh, to deal with this. So anyway, issue number one, again, is a constitutional amendment to allow the General Assembly to convene in extraordinary session upon the issuance of a joint written proclamation of the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President pro tem of the Senate, or upon the submission of a written proclamation containing the signatures of at least two-thirds of the members of the House of Representatives and at least two-thirds of the members of the Senate to the Speaker of the House and of Representatives uh, and the President pro tem of the Senate requesting that the General Assembly convene an extraordinary session. Issue number two, and uh, there's not a whole lot on this, all right, it says, now this is what's on the ballot, just so you know, and this is what you'll see, a constitutional amendment to reform certain measures presented to voters to be known as the Constitutional Amendment and Ballot Initiative Reform Amendment. From what I understand, this will probably make it harder to get an initiated act on the ballot. Uh, They're going to change the rules yet once again. Again, issue number two, a constitutional amendment 
to reform certain measures presented to voters to be known as the Constitutional Amendment and Ballot Initiative Reform Amendment. Issue number three. Issue number three is pretty simple. A constitutional amendment to create the Arkansas Religious Freedom Amendment. Uh, This, of course, uh, goes a a little bit further than what RIFRA does, and this would allow uh, something to be uh, more in... What's the best way to put this? Is to put religious freedom in the stone of the uh, Arkansas Constitution. And then uh, last but not least, this is issue number four, an amendment to authorize the possession, personal use, and consumption of cannabis by adults to authorize the cultivation and sale of cannabis by licensed commercial facilities and to provide for the regulation of those facilities. Uh, This is to make it okay for recreational marijuana, exactly is what it does. There's a whole lot more to it than just what the bill says. You need to make yourself very, very educated on this because there's a lot of caveats to what's going on in that piece of legislation, and I've already seen the ads ads on there from uh, the uh, pro growth people uh, about uh, marijuana and talking about how much money it will make by 2027, how many jobs it's going to create, uh, reasonable growth Arkansas behind uh, the, the uh, pro side of that. Of course, uh, the folks over at the family uh, uh, council. Against it, we've had them on, and we'll have pro growth on uh, the reasonable growth uh, Arkansas on as as well to talk uh, about that. So anyway, that uh, that's the the four issues, the four different issues uh, that are going to come up on your ballot. Uh, the Supreme Court has said issue four in uh, dealing with marijuana will be on the ballot now. By the time we get uh, to uh, voting on it, will they be really counting the votes or not really counting the votes? I don't have an answer to that. I think that's still to be seen, and we'll have to uh, see what happens uh, as that's a concern. Just know that it's going to be on the ballot. It's going to be on the ballot. You'll know uh, before, I would hope, the 24th of whether they're going to count the votes or not. Uh, if they count the votes, you're going to definitely want to vote. If they don't count the votes, it'll be up to you at that point. Uh, I did see some uh, polling on this issue for, and right now uh, it would probably pass. Be close, but it would probably uh, pass somewhere around 51 to 48 something in in that that area all right we'll talk more about all of this here as we go through this hour here on the dave ellswick show east end towing wants you to know they're ready to help you you know what do you do if you got a broken down car you know you you know you pull to a parking lot right so uh, shoulder if you can uh, hazards on the road you got to make sure you get those off of the road if possible 
And uh, you know that tow operators get killed because of that kind of stuff. You know, things, piece, all those big pieces of rubber and stuff. Personally, if you're a truck driver and you shred a tire, I think it, it uh, is only behooves you to pull over to the side on the shoulder and go by, back and get those pieces of rubber off the road. They're, they're not only dangerous to other people uh, that, you know, might be, you know, walking around somewhere, could get hit, picked up, thrown around and hit them. Uh, but, of course, cars are going to be driving down the road behind you, and uh, you don't want them to run over that uh, or cause a wreck trying to avoid running over it. So keep that in mind as well. And don't forget about the Slow Down, Move Over campaign that the folks at East End Towing got going on. Uh, you see those yellow, uh, orangish colored flashing lights, and there's a tow operator out on the side of the road helping a truck, helping a car. Move away from them as far as you can on the road. Give them room to work. Uh, tow operators are killed yearly by being hit by cars, not paying and drivers not paying attention to what's going on the road. So remember about East End Towing. If you need a tow, they're the people to call. Their phone number is 501 888 Again, 501 888 49. Back with you. Okay, let's go back now and look at what supporters and detractors are saying about each issue. Issue one, what the supporters are saying. Uh, last year has really shown why this is so necessary. This is the uh, uh, legislature talking about this and why so many people have signed on just to be able to give ourselves an option to be what we are supposed to be, which is an equal branch of government. Now, what brought this up What is what happened during COVID. And that was the governor and the uh, Department of Health basically making a lot of legislative decisions that... Uh, the state legislature was not brought in on and they felt that since they represent the people of the state they should have been uh, included in making a lot of these decisions and were not and were not brought back into uh, session to address some of those issues quote if a governor is overstepping his or her bounds with executive action powers then the ability for the state legislature to call itself into special session would be a stop point to an overzealous governor. We wanted to ensure through SJB 10, Issue 1, that special sessions remain special by requiring a higher threshold to allow the legislature to call itself into special session. We also wanted to ensure that the legislature branch, the legislative branch, had the ability to call itself into a special session if necessary. And then finally, it's not a poke in the eye of our current governor. It's just a way to balance between the executive and the legislative 
branch. A lot of people said that they wanted to do this to, um, you know, give the governor kind of his uh, comeuppance, so to speak. And they're saying that that's not why we're doing this. We're doing this because if the governor wants to, to doesn't want to call a special session and he's making all kinds of decision decisions uh, under you know his executive actions powers that the legislature should get involved with those decisions as well so uh, that's what the supporters for this piece of legislation are saying now what do the, the opponents say in Arkansas the current Constitution provides for a part-time legislature that meets in general session once every two years and in fiscal session in the alternating years. There is no need for a change. I think that's a weak argument, personally, because there might be a reason uh, that they need to make make uh, meet. And can't because the governor won't call them into session. The legislat- uh, legislature does enough damage during regular sessions and its perpetual commerce meeting, uh, committee meetings. Uh, that leave uh, to the governor to call a special session is just fine. If the legislature can't convince the governor of the need for a session, then we don't have to to have it. Wait to the next uh, regular session. Number three, uh, this is the opposing views. This would convert it into really a full-time legislature. And lastly, Arkansas is one of only a few states where the legislature can override the governor's veto with a simple majority vote. This would continue the path to empowering the legislative branch at the expense of the executive branch. The governor is elected by the brand, by, uh, by the entire state. Legislators are elected by individual districts. In both instances, the proclamation must include the uh, purpose for convening the special session. This proposal also would require lawmakers to create rules for how their special session would operate, similar to how they adopt rules and procedures for each general session. Put the Speaker of the House and President of the Senate in charge of determining the dates of a special session called by themselves or the legislature and allow the legislature, after addressing the topic of the special session, to consider additional bills if uh, there are enough votes to do so. They currently can do this during special sessions called by the governor. So there's no really change there at all. So how did this issue get on the ballot? Well, the Arkansas Senate and House of Representatives voted to place Issue 1 on the 2022 general election ballot. The Arkansas Constitution grants the legislature the rights to include up to three constitutional amendments on the general election ballot. 
Constitutional amendments require the approval of a majority of voters in a statewide election. Election Day, of course, being November 8th of this year. Who were the main sponsors of this amendment? Senator Brian Davis of Russellville and Representative Francis Cavanaugh of Walnut Ridge. And uh, so uh, last thing for you, when does the legislature meet now? In odd number of years, they'll meet again next year, 2023, start on the 9th of January. Fiscal sessions are held in even-numbered years, uh, such as 2022, and focus on state finances and budgets. These budgetary sessions are shorter historically, lasting between 17 and 38 days. Voters approved creation of fiscal sessions in 2008 through Amendment 86 to the state constitution. Before then, the uh, legislature only met every other year unless the governor called a special session. So basically, uh, uh, this is what we're looking at, uh, trying to show you the changes. How is this proposal different from current law uh, regarding special sessions of the Arkansas legislature? Issue 1 models the process follow for special sessions called by the governor if approved. Issue 1 would give the legislature the same authority as the governor in calling special sessions and allow them to set the agenda for special sessions that they call. Lawmakers could vote whether to consider additional topics after they've addressed the main reason for the special session that they called. Two-thirds of the Senate and House would have to vote in favor of allowing debate and discussion of additional bills. And then what qualifies as an extraordinary occasion? There is no definition for that included in the proposal or in the state uh, constitution. And then last but not least, what's cost of of a special session? 58.5 cents per mile traveled. This is all of uh, what they pay uh, for Uh, different people generally the additional cost of a special session reflects the daily per diem and travel payments uh, the state's 135 lawmakers receive while meeting at state capitol that's 58.5 cents per mile traveled 59 cents a day and per diem if lawmakers live within 50 miles uh, 59 dollars pardon me Uh, of the Capitol, or $154 a day if lawmakers live more than 50 miles from the Capitol. So there you have it. That's the whole layout uh, for issue number one uh, and and what it would do and and how it would affect uh, uh, the the whole thing about special sessions. There's fours uh, on it. There's against on it. Uh, People, uh, I saw where it looked like the... uh, uh, some different people have come out against it over the last few days. Um, I'll have more information on that for you here in uh, in just a moment. We'll try to figure, give you those people uh, and, and who's uh, standing against it uh, about it. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, I'm going to try to go back here and, and look uh, about what... Uh, 
people are saying. Opponents of issue one, the proposed Constitution amendment that would allow the Arkansas legislature to call itself in special session, uh, looks to be like it's uh, uh, businesses. Arkansas is against issue one. Randy Zook uh, is co-chair and president and CEO of the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas uh, as well. And so uh, we'll see if we can't get Randy Zook to come on the air, stop by and talk to us here before the 24th uh, as as well. All right, running out of time, and we got, uh, we got news coming up, so we're going to bring that to you, and then I'll come back and I'll quickly cover the other three issues that are out there. Hey, let me talk to you real quick about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, that was uh, a jeweler uh, jewelry store owned by Eric Coleman up in the Heights, 3000 Cavanaugh and Fax Suite E, uh, open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. His phone number, 501-246-3655. If you're looking for a jeweler who can do it all for you, Look no further than Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. You go to some of the big box jewelers around, they don't do any repairs. Uh, They won't even do a cleaning, basically. Uh, They farm that out. You know where they farm it? A majority of them farm it right out to Eric Coleman at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. He has all the uh, the technical equipment necessary to do, you know, the the repairs, the, the plasma torches and all of that. He can do all the cleanings for you as well. So why take it somewhere else when it's going to end up at Eric Coleman and uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry? Just stop there in the first place and let him take care of it. And then look at some of the great things that he has on display in his display cases or talk to him about doing something unique for you a creation for that special someone i'm i got a, a special creation that i want to be have done uh by uh, uh christmas time for my uh, wife and i and i need to get over and talk to eric about that i'll do that this week and uh, let him know what it is that i want done see if he can do it uh he has the highest quality jewelry ser- uh, services available to you. Uh, you got estate jewelry. You want to know how much uh, the, the jewelry is, um, uh, you know, worth. He can appraise it for you and do all of that for you. Over 40 years of experience. This is a man who loves jewelry, and he loves helping people deal with their jewelry. That's Eric Coleman, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh in Suite E. Phone number there again, 501-246-3655. But I suggest just stop by and visit with him and talk to him anytime, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That includes repair, cleaning, uh, design, all of it right there at Hillcrest designer jewelry all right we're talking about the issues what's going on with issue two all right arkansas issue two would be right now it's 50 plus one when you when you if you get something on the ballot uh dealing with a ballot initiative or a constitutional amendment you need uh, one vote over 50 percent to be the winner basically and they want to change that. Arkansas issue two would make it a supermajority necessary, uh, a 60 percent supermajority vote requirement for constitutional amendments 
and ballot initiatives. A yes vote would support requiring a 60% supermajority vote of approval from voters to adopt constitutional amendments, legislatively referred, and citizen-initiated and citizen-initiated state statutes. A no vote opposes requiring a 60% supermajority vote of approval from voters to adopt constitutional amendments, legislatively referred and citizen-initiated and citizens-initiated state statutes, thereby continuing to require a simple majority vote of approval for adoption. So what would issue two change about vote requirements for ballot measures? Currently, ballot measures in Arkansas require a simple majority, a simple majority vote for approval. This amendment would amend the state constitution to require a three-fifths or 60% supermajority vote of approval from voters to adopt constitutional amendments legislatively referred or citizen-initiated and citizen-initiated state statutes. The supermajority requirement would not apply to veto referendums, which would continue to require a simple majority vote for approval. In other words, the governor signs a bill, the legislature gets to has to vote whether uphold or defeat his veto. Uh, if you want to defeat his veto, you need more than 50% of the vote. Bottom line, that's all you need, more than 50% of the vote. That uh, is where that all comes down at. Now, issue number three of Arkansas. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to that, take a look at, at that as well. And uh, this is dealing with freedom. Uh, you know, the, the Arkansas issue three initiative process and legislative referral requirements amendment uh, Arkansas issue three the initiative process and legislative referral requirements amendment was on the ballot in Arkansas uh, as a legislatively referred constitutional amendment uh, it was defeated back in 2020 just so you'll know uh, there's more to that now uh, in that it deals uh, with uh, freedom of of, of religion uh, is what it deals with. So uh, let's take a look at what it says. Get facts about what this Constitution amendment would do. Uh, it is the Arkansas Religious Freedom Amendment. You'll decide on the 8th of November whether to amend the Arkansas Constitution. Issue 3 is one of four constitutional amendments. We've talked about that. Uh, we've talked about what the popular name is and all. What do supporters and opponents say? That's what we want to look at. Uh, supporters say courts and opinions change over time, so the state should put forth the strongest language possible. The First Amendment has not changed, but the way courts interpret it has over the last years. The Arkansas Religious Freedom Amendment helps stop courts from reinterpreting and undermining the free exercise of religion in Arkansas. 
SJR 14, Issue 3, would be a barrier to infringements on religious freedom at the local level. The proposed amendment would provide a stronger protection for religious freedom because it would only have to be proven that the government was burdening religious liberty, not that it was a substantial burden. Measures like uh, SJR 14 simply help restore protections for the free exercise of religion. It's just a good amendment that will help ensure uh, that our state constitution protects religious liberty in Arkansas. And then finally, we have executive branches come and executive branches go. And uh, I don't want an executive branch that changes our law. Uh, Governors have really done things to infringe on people's religious freedoms. And uh, the folks that are supporters of this uh, don't want that to happen in the future. I'll give you the opponents for you, and then we'll talk about uh, uh, issue four as well when we return. Let's finish it up after this on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's move on. All right. Opponents of issue number three say, despite religious liberty again, uh, and when it says, I think it's the opponents are saying this, I think it sets us in a weaker position were this to be challenged under the First Amendment. I think nothing in the amendment explains what remedies are available when one person's or group's religious liberties adversely impact the rights and liberties of other groups or people. On the contrary, this amendment sets up the potential for abuse of other people by persons claiming free expression or free exercise of religion. Despite public claims by its supporters that this amendment will safeguard religion from government, it does not safeguard government from religion. It will allow religion to burden the government, and it implicitly demands that the government allow that to happen. The uh, amendment does not permit the government to to burden anyone's religious practice for any reason, which is extremely short-sighted in cases of public health, security order, and the protection of other rights and liberties of people in society. And finally, uh, they say that despite public claims by its opponents that this amendment will strengthen the free expression of religion, the language of this amendment is vague and overboard with little guidance for how it is to be interpreted. All right, so there are the positives and the negatives on uh, on issue number three. All right, let's move to issue four, because that's the one that right now is garnering all the press, basically, out there uh, in Arkansas. This is uh, recreational uh, marijuana. Uh, on the on the ballot and i'm trying to get my information up here it's going a little slow right now i'm working on it don't give up on me yet so let me put it in here again okay where is it okay here we go i got it down get to my site that i've been using 
And uh, it says everybody and their mother has something in here now uh, dealing with this. Okay, here it is. This is, I've been uh, trying to keep up on all of this so that we can give you all the information that you need on this. Thus far, it's working, except my phone doesn't seem to want to work it the way it should. Ballot uh, text uh, is an amendment to authorize the possession, personal use, consumption of cannabis by adults, to authorize the cultivation and sale of cannabis by licensed commercial facilities, and to provide for the regulation of those facilities. An amendment to the Arkansas Constitution authorized possession and use of cannabis, uh, i.e. marijuana, by adults, but acknowledging that possession and sale of cannabis remain illegal under federal law authorizing licensed adults. All right, so uh, you got to be uh, know what's going on as 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 far as as that's uh, concerned as well. So the people against uh, issue four have uh, put together a pretty good uh, campaign against it. Uh, there's some things within the the, the issue uh, that are not being publicized to you. Here's what the people for, and I'm going off of what I have seen on TV on their ads. Uh, they talk about it raised $984 million in Arkansas through the sale of marijuana. Uh, the tax on the, the marijuana uh, will bring $260 million to the state coffers, create in the first five fiscal uh, full years, not fiscal, but full years, uh, 6,400 new jobs. Uh, and uh, this has all been this is all being put forth by Responsible Growth uh, Arkansas. All right, they are the people that are behind this. Now I will let you know, Responsible uh, Growth Arkansas is basically the people uh, that are cultivating the uh, the marijuana, the people who will benefit from its sale. Uh, these are the people that are behind and makes sense that they are the ones that want to see uh, this uh, this happen. Uh, what has not been talked about is that the legislature is told that they can't touch this. I mean, uh, they, uh, you know, they can't hammer. They, it's like the hammer song, can't touch this. You can't do anything. Uh, once the people vote on uh, legalizing uh, the possession, uh, then uh, you know the, the the government is out of the out of the the fray here. They can't tax the uh, the marijuana. The the tax is laid down in the bill, and uh, the legislature can't say we should be taxing it more. They have no say in that. So you you need to keep that in mind. Uh, Personally, that's an area that I do believe uh, that the legislature uh, should be able to have some say in because the people of Arkansas should have some say in that. Uh, a county could say that you can't, uh, you can't sell it in the county, uh, but they can't, they can't stop people who are in the business from growing it. Uh, that 
That's kind of interesting. Uh, they don't set up, uh, from what I've read, uh, they have not set up uh, how much uh, THC can be in edibles. Now, edibles is part of this. It's not just smoking a joint. This is about edibles as well. And the uh, how much uh, THC is in that, uh, that edible uh, is basically up to the person who makes the edible. Uh, it cannot be said that you can only have X amount of THC in those edibles uh, by, uh, by law. So I, I got a little bit of problem with that as well. Uh, I think uh, the government should have some oversight of that. And uh, there should be some oversight on what these edibles can look like. Look, I, I don't like the idea that, uh, you know, the fentanyl that's coming over the border now uh, looks like some kind of candy. And it makes it easier to go out and try to get a kid uh, to get to get some get some fentanyl. I'm not thrilled with that, and I don't think that that should be allowed. Uh, however, uh, with this law, uh, if uh, you make an edible, you know, that if it looks like uh, juju beads, beads, you can get along with it. You can you can do it if if you want to do uh, sprayed on chocolate, uh, and you want to put a. Uh, you know, a marijuana uh, leaf on it, uh, you could sell it that way. And uh, that, uh, I think you, it shouldn't be marketed to children. It's supposed to be for people 21 years of age and older, and I think the marketing should reflect that, and that's uh, the way it should be done. It shouldn't be done to try to, uh, you know, mom and dad goes out and buys some of the stuff, they take it home, uh, junior happens to see it. They think that it's uh, you know just normal candy. It's not. It's laced with THC. And I agree that there's some um, um, you know responsibility here. But I do believe that we know that people can be totally irresponsible at times, and we should have something that uh, tries to have a stopgap to keep kids from becoming uh, intoxicated or poisoned by marijuana, and that has happened in other states. And then they changed the law afterwards. But remember, the way that this law is written, it says that the state legislature can't get involved in changing the law. That, to me, is the biggest non-selling point on uh, Issue 4. That's the way I see it. I really do. They say, well, we're going to give X amount of dollars to the police. Well, that's if a city wants to give it to the police. I mean, what if they want to use it for some other reason? So that, that, that that's the whole thing. I just want you to think about that, please. Um, so I ran over the four issues for you. You got them now. We'll be, we'll be talking about them in more depth uh, over the coming uh, weeks. we got about three, four weeks yet that we can talk about them. We can spend a day or an hour on some of this stuff, and, uh, and we will do that and, uh, and talk about it. So uh, keep that in mind here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, coming up tomorrow, uh, it'll be me. 
of course. I'll be here. I'm back. I'm back from vacation. Had a great time, by the way, down in Florida. For you who've been down to, uh, you know, Panama Beach, uh, Florida, yeah, I went to Diego's. I had several burritos there. I went to Mike Seafood, ate there. Went to Dusty's, ate there. I went all over those restaurants, and I love going. Uh, my last night there, I ate at Angelo's Steak Pit. They only, they're only open two more weeks, and then they're closed for the season until March. So if you're hoping to go to Angelo's, better get down there. Uh, I had their ribs. By the way, I'll not do that again. I'll do the steak. Their ribs were okay. You want to know where I got the best uh, ribs at while I was down there? Pineapple Willie's. That's where I got them at. If you know where Pineapple Willie's is, you'll know what I'm talking about. Go down there and, and have uh, have their ribs. They were absolutely scrumptious. They were very, very good. They literally fell off the bone and uh, had a great time. Got a pound of ribs and ate those and made a pig of myself. What can I say? I love, I like ribs. I really do. One of, the, one of those, uh, you know, it's the only pork thing that I really like. Uh, I, I like a lot of steak and things of that nature. But for steak, it's Angelo's. That's where you got to go when you're down in Panama Beach, Florida. All right, I'm out of here tomorrow. The Bible guys will be on at 7 o'clock. Look forward to talking to them, seeing them again. I missed them. I miss those guys and getting with them once a week and talking uh, things uh, spiritual with them. Uh, if you have a question for them, it's Bible guys at SalemLR.com. See you tomorrow. Have a great afternoon. The Dave Ellswick Show. I'm out.